0: Good afternoon, folks. This is Kate Matt coming at you from Halifax, Nova Scotia, on a very stormy and snowy day here on the East Coast. Uh, Last night we had a nor'easter hit, and right now it looks like someone took one of those snow globes and shook it up. Yeah, uh, outside. So needless to say, you can barely see the buildings next door, and if you really, really want something, you have to bundle up, uh, get those snowshoes out, and brace, and Embrace the elements. Yeah, it's one of those days here. So it's a great day to do a podcast. And uh, with that being said, I hope this episode finds everyone doing well during what's being referred to as hopefully the last surge of COVID. Yeah. So honestly, lately, uh, I don't know what it's like in your part of the world, but here it feels like the final leg in a marathon. You know, when runners hit what's called the wall. Yeah. So everyone is so tired of the pandemic. I speak to, and um, like I can't even listen to the news anymore without going into some kind of hypnotic and dismissive trance. I feel like a hot dog in front of the TV, and um, or you know I, but I you know I don't suppose there are very many colorful ways to say. By the way, everyone, it's still the pandemic, just a, a different version, but kind of the same. And then I just sort of shuffle over to the closet and get out the whole N95 mask. The N95 mask and I have had some great times throughout the pandemic. Uh, From a turbulent plane ride to New York City, when the border was closed, to a visit to the superstore yesterday. (laughs) I shouldn't joke, um, but it does feel odd wearing an N95 mask at this point of the race, right? This, like, we didn't suspect that that would... but we'd be wearing masks um, in January 2022. Um, but all jokes aside, I'm truly optimistic and believing that this is the final surge. You know, all health experts share the same opinion and really throughout this pandemic, medical experts and scientists have been saying that COVID should eventually turn into something like the common cold or flu. Yeah, so we've just got to bear down a little longer and keep getting vaccinated you know I think uh, got a booster shot coming up on January 26 and uh, I think it's so important to protect people who are uh, who have auto um, autoimmune um, uh, you know issues and people like that vulnerable people like that so yeah so um, I woke up this morning and heard that another great person passed away, Alexa McDonough. You know, so let's think about this. In three weeks, we've had some really great people pass away. We've had Betty White, Bob Saget, and now Alexa McDonough. Yeah. So that sort of hit me personally because uh, for all three of these people, for different reasons, you know, they've always kind of been there in my life growing up so you know they're such inspiring people and they contributed so much in their own way you know honestly i i don't know a lot about bob saget other than his popular role in full house you know i hear his performances as a comedian were a bit different from his straight-laced danny tanner role but i'm sure for a lot of people he was like a tv dad for them also you know, I'll never forget Friday night, you'd come home for TGIF, and if you don't know about TGIF, it was a 90s kid thing. They had four sitcoms in a row um, on Friday night. There was like, I think it was Full House that came on first, Family Matters, Step by Step, and then Boy Meets World. I'm pretty sure that was the order. Correct me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> Excuse me anyways, you'd come home from school and there would be Danny Tanner solving another family problem with Jesse and Joey helping out on side. Yeah it's kind of uh, progressive for that time because um, you know nuclear families were still kind of you know being featured on sitcoms and then you've got three three men living together taking care of three girls It's kind of cool yeah um, and might you know, my 85-year-old grandfather apparently loved watching that show too. So, really goes to show how people really like the inclusivity and um, the script. It was a great show, yeah. Now, I believe the Golden Girls came on later that evening too, which I absolutely love watching. I mean, think about like think about it for an eight-year-old to be entertained by a group of women in their sixties. I mean, that's all, that says a lot about the humorous scenes and quality of the script. Yeah, and I'm sure like many of you, I was very saddened by the news of Betty White passing on New Year's Eve. And of course, as soon as it was announced, I was totally shocked because in my mind, I was waiting for her to officially turn 100 in January. But when it's time, it's time. When is time it's time? You know like I, I remember exactly where I was what time it was. I had friends texting me and I was texting them. She was just one of those magical human beings who you think would live forever. I think I liked her the most on the Golden Girls because of her kind and warm demeanor. you know so like Danny Tanner, she was kind of like a TV mom. You know like just so kind and caring her character on the show was like that and you know um, it's funny the legacy she she's left Uh, you know my my tennis buddy and I always talk about the Golden Girls and we always text each other when we see the show on Prime or Disney Plus in September in September I messaged her and I said hey did you know the Golden Girls is on Prime right now and She's like, yeah, I've already watched all the seasons back-to-back twice this month. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so um, it's amazing when you think about Betty's life and what she's accomplished as an actor, comic, and an advocate for animals. And it's funny, as I get older, I started, you know, as I got older, I started to appreciate her in other ways besides her role in the Golden Girls. You know, like she started appearing in those funny television commercials and Starring in romantic comedies like The Proposal. She was really funny in that movie. And, you know, when one reflects upon her life and career, it's obvious that she was not a follower and very intentional in her daily living. A documentary I watched recently talked about how she really meant what she said and did when hosting others on her show and that's why she was so great at what she did it was just very natural for her to you know advocate for for people and uh, display kindness and um, you know she certainly had a non-judgmental way about her you know like when you ask others are you a cat person or a dog person and to me I think she was an everybody person she really liked people I think that you really need people and role models like that to motivate you in your life no matter what age you are, you know, they sort of remind you, um, you know, they sort of get you to do a, you know, a temperature check on your your conscience and um, inspire you to be the kind of person that you want to be, you know, and I think that's a very large reason people were so sad to hear that she had passed, yeah. So that's my tribute to Betty in this episode and my appreciation for the arts too. Um, so speaking of strong female leads, I was sad to hear Alexa McDonough passed away this morning. And again, she's one of those inspiring people who, who's always kind of been there in, in the news for me and um, when I was at DAL she used to come to the campus and talk speak about social you know social issues and um, it's it's pretty amazing to think that she was the first woman to lead a major political party in Canada yeah so so anyways that's sad to hear and you know I don't think it matters what political party she represents she represented it's always sad to see a trailblazer like that go yeah so uh, I see the snow starting to fall quite heavily out there again, and you know, one thing I get to do in my job is check out facts, check facts, and refresh my understanding about concepts. I read, reread history, because history, it's funny, history is history, but depending on who's writing the history, it's constantly, the interpretation of what's happened is constantly changing, right? That's what's great about education, we keep trying to find the truth. Um, So I happened to be refreshing myself on Canada's history a few days ago. I have to say I deeply admire the people who were here before us. It's amazing to think that thousands of years ago before the first stove was invented there were people here who knew how to survive the harsh winters. And it's funny um, anytime I tell someone I'm Canadian they say oh it's cold up there and I couldn't handle the snow. Good for you. <laughs> uh, and quite honestly, not to sound smug, but I don't even think about it much anymore, um, or at all. It's just when you grow up, when you're born in this climate, and you ski, and you know, you go out skating on the ice, and um, you just learn how to. You just it becomes a part, part of you. You know the climate really defines us here in Canada. And it's funny, every every year in November a certain day hits when you know it's time to start layering again before you go outside. You know it's time to put the winter coat on, you know, and it's it's a major decision because you know you're gonna be wearing that coat for at least four months, hopefully not five. You know, and as I mentioned in one of my other podcasts, it's not unusual to see people outside in March in shorts and t-shirts in five degrees Celsius weather. <laughs> um, in fact, I was one of them last year playing tennis when they set up the nets early. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. But in all serious, reading about the people before us really made me think about the way weather defines Canadians up here. And I suppose to this day, there's a lot of truth and relevance in the old saying that. All Canadians have to worry about up here is keeping each other warm in the winter. It's true. It's true. So speaking of weather defining a country, um, it's so neat to think that our winter is someone else's summer right now. You know, I'll never forget getting off the plane in Australia in January 2006. I couldn't believe how hot it was, it was so disorienting because I always associate the month of January with frigid cold tempers- temperatures and snow. And of course after sleeping for far 14 hours from jet lag, I, and, you know, I called the folks to tell them I made it to the other side of the world. I looked around and there were tons of people at the beach surfing, hanging out, uh, you know uh, outside and eating and of course us newcomers were in school um, because it was but it was summer vacation for the Australians when I got there and I have to say it was so nice to be able to swim and play tennis and go running outside all year round all year round you know and I think there were only a couple days where I had to turn on the oven that's how we heated the apartment we were living in there There's like one day where we heated the oven, (laughs) so you can bake cookies and heat the apartment all in one go. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, thinking about my time in Australia, I remember the Australians were a very friendly bunch of people. You know, I'll never forget running through the woods and getting lost and coming across a kangaroo one day, and of course, being from Nova Scotia. In Canada, I thought it was a deer until I adjusted my eyes, and, um, anyway, luckily the kangaroo slowly bounced away, but it's funny, the story ends with me running into someone's backyard, and these very kind people driving me back into town, and that's sort of before cell phones were a big thing, so, yeah, yeah, so that was kind of a regular thing there. If I was walking in the rain with two armfuls of groceries, someone would stop in their car, stick their head out and ask if I needed a lift yeah it's funny how Aussies maybe it was because I was just outside of Brisbane living in a smaller town south part I call it a city but I think it's more like a town and people just stick their heads out the window and say something to you it was very endearing nice group of people nice bunch of people there yeah yeah, so during these difficult and uncertain times, it's really cool to keep in touch with friends around the world. It's fun talking to people in Europe and um, in the United States, and of course um, in places like India. You know, you always compare notes on the pandemic. Like, what's going on over there? I heard, I heard this place is on a strict lockdown. What kinds of things are you able to do there? And um, and it's it's also, of course, very nice to see pictures of people's birthdays and find out who's getting married and so forth. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I suppose I better wrap it up for today. The snow is getting thick out there, and I, I really can't see the building next to me now. <laughs> um, so I better get out there. Um, I have to buy some milk. I forgot to get milk in my order yesterday. So um, hopefully... Uh, the stores won't be crowded it might be a very good time today a uh, very good time to go today and uh, but really in all seriousness in all seriousness I really enjoy these podcasts and speaking with everyone and um, during these times I think it's really important to connect and support each other no matter what part of the world you find yourself I have a huge list of places I want to revisit and go after travel becomes easier And as always, folks, if you want to reach out, say hi, or share a cool story with me, you can email me at kmacloud 39 at gmail.com. So as always, be safe, be well, and spread the kindness. Bye-bye for now.